This episode is brought to you by Freeman Painting. Freeman Painting is Alabama's most reliable painting service, transforming homes and businesses by providing expert service with a proven process. Freeman Painting always gets the job done in a timely manner, giving you time to enjoy moments that matter in the spaces you love. Give the guys at Freeman Painting a call at 205-300-4848. That's 205-300-4848. Freeman Painting. We do the painting. You do life. And welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Justin Knight, joining us from Auburn. What's up, guys? And Aaron Patterson, joining me from right here in Sipsy, Alabama. Howdy. (laughs) So, uh, if we sound a little agitated and tired, that's because it's 1 a.m. We recorded about 30 minutes of this podcast, and then uh, realized that none of it actually recorded. So this is round two. Round two. Yeah, so I have to relive my sorrow of talking about Auburn and Florida again. So, <laughs> But an even bigger loss of the night, of the weekend, I should say, since it happened yesterday, was UCF losing. It was beautiful. That was probably the best I part so far of my weekend. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to get some joy out of the weekend. What do you guys think went wrong with this program? Um, I think it was just a matter of time. It was just one of those programs that had a couple years of a good high, and now they're just coming back down to uh, reality. Yeah, I think that the new quarterback maybe has something to do with that as well. Maybe he's not as uh, talented as the last four. I think he threw four picks uh, in UCF's loss Friday night. One of those Um, was the pick six that changed the game. Yeah. So I... uh, Second loss of the season after going hey, and, two straight undefeated. And Nick can attest to this, but I called both of those losses. So you did. That is true. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're a prophet. I guess so uh, for UCF, but not for Auburn. <laughs> yeah, I hope Houston beats them later this season, too. That would be amazing. It could happen. Could I just happen. hope they don't win the conference. That would be even better. That would be funny. Yes, that would be amazing. And then we get a group of a different group of five team in the playoffs. That <laughs> would be, yeah, I said that earlier this year. Like, like Boise they State lost. makes it. <laughs> oh man, that would be funny. Well, we're going to get into the Auburn Florida game today, the Auburn loss, um, a little mm-hmm. later. Uh, but to all the Auburn fans listening to this, do not panic um, because all the goals are still ahead of y'all. Uh, well, you should be panicking if you're an Auburn fan after today's performance. <laughs> Justin, the Auburn fan, says to panic. I say, hang in there. There's a lot of football Ugh. to be left. Well, All the goals knowing are still on your coach, I'd be panicking. Eight and five, <laughs> baby. Eight and five. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into Twitter news with Aaron Patterson. Let's do it. Twitter news. Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. 
So, first off, you definitely you definitely need to go check out Cincinnati football's tweet uh, after the win over UCF. It was it was quite a good one. Can't really show you, so uh, you need to go check it out. Um, it's pretty good. Um, not much happening during the week. Uh, just uh, enjoyed seeing a bunch of uh, freezing cold takes. If you don't follow them on Twitter, highly recommend it. Calling out people who uh, just tweet after tweet saying Auburn would blow the doors off of Florida. Yeah, got to love those. Yeah. And then... Let's go to Sat- Saturday Down South on Twitter. says, here's a sentence we never thought we'd say. Les Miles is currently beating Jalen Hurts in Kansas. Yeah, that game was interesting at first. Uh, Kansas yeah. held the lead for most of the first quarter, almost the entire quarter, uh, 7 nothing. But, of course, Jalen Hurts got it together and uh, did his thing and smashed them. Yeah, They gave it a good try. So, yeah, that was definitely... An odd sentence, if you would have saw that a year ago. Absolutely. A lot of things changed. Um, I saw uh, College Game Day tweeted that they are opening the 2020 season from Dublin, Ireland with Notre Dame and Navy. Yeah, i got to say I love these overseas games, all of them that they do. Uh, I've done an article on this, and some of the most interesting ones I found were those over in Japan, which there was a lot of those that I didn't expect. Yeah, you, and uh, the ones in Australia, there's a good amount there too. Yeah, yeah it's, you it's got to be pretty Japan. awesome experiences. Yeah, you you don't really think Japan when you think college no. football, but apparently there's a little bit of a craving for it there, which I, wow. I thought was very interesting. My uh, actually a professor of mine, he's a, a huge baseball fan, and he went to a, a baseball game in Japan. Yeah, oh, they, they love their they baseball. Love in Japan. The baseball. Yeah. yeah, he said it's a, it's a very different experience though. You know, no popcorn or hot dogs. You got uh, a lot of squid. Yeah, a mm. lot of octopus. And they said the almost the entire game is just a concert because you're just singing the entire game. So like every player that. has their own song that you sing, and they said it's just it's really like the crowd is really a part of the uh, the experience. Mm, maybe the MLB needs to do that because they're constantly <laughs> trying to f- figure out ways to make the game not as boring. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, next tweet is by Uncle Rico Fever. It says, if you took a time machine back to when the world had one single landmass, you would find Velociraptor football teams running the exact same passing scheme <laughs> Gus Malzahn ran today. Uh, and this is what we talked about during the game. Just... He's still a high school football coach at heart. Yeah, we're going to get into some of those schemes and choices later on, but they were uh, definitely questionable, to say the least. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The next one is by the same guy. It says, has someone taken Jeremy Pruitt's family hostage? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Tennessee. We saw a different Tennessee tonight. They hung with Georgia for a while and even – For the first half, anyways. Yeah, they they held in there. I was very surprised. Even when they were just getting smashed. Yeah, even even when it started to get out of hand, they still looked to be playing hard, but ultimately – uh, I think Georgia covered. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was I would pretty say big so. win. And like you said, Justin, the starting a new quarterback this week, um, uh, yeah. he, he did look a lot better. He did. He was the reason they were in the lead to start off. You know, first quarter, he played really well. 
And then the last tweet I got for you says, one of the greatest rivalry in sports is SEC coaches versus fake kick plays. Yeah, we'll get into that too. (laughs) Another crazy one today from Florida. Yeah. um, So we saw it last last year in the SEC championship with Georgia's atrocious uh, fake punt that the announcers even called out. Before it even happened, yeah, Gary have, Danielson if called you have it out. Gary Danielson calling out a play, you know it's bad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, very questionable. And we're going to get right into the Auburn stuff right after our new segment we are implementing this week. Uh, this is called Tide versus Tigers Trivia, where we pick two random fans off our Facebook page to compete for a weekly prize. This week, it's for an Alabama or Auburn tumbler. So let's get right into that. This week's segment of Tide vs. Tigers Trivia is brought to you by Metal Central. Metal Central, located in Jasper, is your source for metal roofing that lasts a lifetime. Metal Central also offers metal building packages, custom trim, doors, and more to complete any job. Call Metal Central for a quote today, 205-385-7575. That's 205-385-7575. All right, now let's get into today's segment of Tide vs. Tigers Trivia. We're here with Dennis calling in from Dothan. Yes, sir. Uh, we're also on here with Jamie. Jamie, where are you calling from? I'm calling from the metropolis of Sipsy, Alabama. <laughs> Sipsy, Alabama. All right, well, Jamie's going to be uh, representing the Crimson Tide, and Dennis is going to be representing the Auburn Tigers today. How are y'all doing? Roll Tide. War Eagle. All right, Jamie, we're going to start with you. Whoever wins gets a tumbler, uh, either an Alabama or an Auburn tumbler. So here we go, Jamie. Who was Alabama's first Heisman winner? Mark Ingram. Yep. All right. Dennis, who was Auburn's second Heisman winner? Bo Jackson. Got it. All right, Jamie. Name Alabama's last three coaches in the order they coached. Tony, uh, Mike Shula, and then Nick Saban. Uh, yeah, you forgot Mike Price in 2003. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three weeks that he was a coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Dennis, name Auburn's last three coaches. Tommy Tupperville, Gene Chizik, and Gus Malzahn. All right. Jamie, who was uh, – Alabama played its first game in 1892. Who was the coach? Uh, <laughs> E.B. Beaumont. Never, never heard of him. But I'm sure he's a dang fine coach. Well, you'll hear about you'll hear about him in just a second. Who was Auburn's uh, first coach in 1892? Oh, Scott, I don't know that one at all. No idea. <laughs> it's Dr. George Petrie. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Jamie. One of Alabama's most memorable Iron Bowl wins was the kick, the kick game, in which Van Tiffen lined up a 52-yard kick and made it as time expired to win the game 25-23. What year did this well, occur? Uh, well, uh, well, Auburn was supposed to win that day. Uh, they had all the momentum. Uh, we had uh, Perkins as our coach, which was not a real good hire at the time. Uh, but uh, some somehow uh, Alabama uh, 
uh, shut down Bo Jackson and uh, Van Tiffen uh, broke the hearts of uh, many uh, many uh, Tiger fans that day. That's right. What year was it? Uh, Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. It's eighty five. Yeah. All right. The infamous. Punt Bama punt game was won by the Tigers on the strength of two blocked Alabama punts. Both returned for touchdowns in the fourth quarter of the game. Bill Newton blocked both kicks, and ironically enough, David Langer ran in both punts for touchdowns. In what year did this occur? I believe that was 1972. Yep, that's right. All right, last question for you both. Alabama won the first game they ever played. Who did they beat? They actually beat Birmingham High School, fifty-six to zero. <laughs> we beat the same team last week. Didn't we? yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. All right. Auburn won the first football game they ever played too. Who did they beat? Uh, close. It was Georgia, ten to nothing. Wow. Yeah, the South Ole was rivalry. All right. Well, Dennis edged you out by one, so he's going to be the the winner of this week's tumbler. But do y'all have any smack talk going forward? Any predictions for the Iron Bowl? Well, the Iron Bowl will end up like like he usually does. Alabama win another victory because we're playing a bunch of nobodies that day, like we did last week, and like Dennis said a while ago. Well, Dennis, uh, (laughs) all right, Dennis, I'm going to message you and get your details so we can get this shipped out to you, but I appreciate you both. All right. Have a good one. All right. So now let's talk about Auburn, Florida. Justin, I'd like to hear your initial thoughts as you're the Auburn guy. Gosh. Um, it's hard to start anywhere except to look and I see, oh, Auburn, Fort. Forced four turnovers from Florida. Oh, you know, you would think that should be a good win. Oh, but then you look. Oh, Auburn had four turnovers as well, and they <laughs> lost by two possessions. And oh my gosh, it, I was just looking this up, and it was the thirteenth worst performance on offense by a Malzahn coach team. And Oof. it seems about right. I mean, Bo Nix had a <laughs> his rough, his worst day as quarterback at Auburn. It was rough. I mean, some of the throws he made, he was forcing balls. And then in one of the plays, we're on Florida's 35-yard line. It's third and nine. He drops back, and he's running in circles, and he runs 20 yards backwards, and we're out of field goal range. And so then we punt to Florida, and then before we know it, they run it 80 yards on the first play, and that was the ball game. Yeah, I think it was 88 yards, the fifth longest – uh, and the longest rushing. since Emmett Smith. <laughs> Fourth, or the, it's the fifth longest all time in Florida history. Yeah. Uh, rushing touchdown, and that's yeah. the longest since and Emmett Smith. <laughs> I just look at the defense, and it, I feel I feel terrible for them because they played a great game, 
I mean, yeah, except Derek for that one play. Insane. Oof, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson are monsters, man. He's, they uh, just he's, eat up O linemen. They had a fantastic game, and so I feel yeah, terrible. NFL for teams are just—they've got to be salivating just oh, watching, they watching that performance. So before the game, I put out a poll on our Facebook page at the Game Managers Podcast. You can follow us, uh, and it was Florida's hosting Auburn this weekend. Who you got? We had over a hundred votes. Ninety-two percent said Auburn Tigers, and I was one of them. I thought going into this that they had this there really, that Florida wouldn't be able to hang long enough that from the Florida we had seen in prior weeks that this Auburn team was going to smash and I think um, I was let down <laughs> as was a lot of other a people, lot of people were, yeah. by uh, by this performance and I want to talk about I know that uh, we're going to have to talk about Bo Nix even though I don't want to criticize him too much because he is just a freshman um, but I think first we need to talk about Gus Malzahn yeah, I think it just confused me just about what his coaching style is, just how predictable he can be when his scripted plays don't work out on those first couple of drives. It's his tendencies just, that are so bad. It's just such the same. It's run up the middle, and then he's doing these shift and, and guys are moving all over the place. But Florida knows because we run the little wide receiver screens and we run these little bubble plays. We're not going down the field. And Florida's ready for this. They know we're not going to throw it down the field. So they're attacking that every single time. And they know they stop the run, There's they have a great chance of being an Auburn team. If an Auburn team can't run the ball, they're not going to be able to win. And yeah, so my biggest problem with Gus is that he does all this cutesy high school schemes. Yeah. Which only, the only high schools that do them are the ones that can't just line up and run the ball against somebody. I think Auburn can just line up and run the ball against anyone just about, but this, well, I mean, they couldn't tonight. And I think that's why we, we saw more of that. Yeah. But I would have rather them just kept trying that than seeing all this QC stuff because it's just it's just like when they line up to do swing and gate in a, a PAT or field goal. And it's oh. just, it's hard to watch. And you're thinking, what, what level of football is this? I just don't think that should be Auburn's identity, and I don't think it is. And, and it, yeah, I mean, it's also frustrating when you have a backup quarterback who's 6'5", 240, and you have a third and short. He's a great runner, and he's not on the field. Yeah. And so Florida already knows, oh, Booby Whitlow, he's about to get the ball right up the middle. I can't tell you how many times they stopped that on the third and short. And it's just frustrating to watch because Florida knows it's coming. Everybody knows that it's coming. Yeah, I believe they held Auburn to like two and thirteen on third downs. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. So, yeah, two of fourteen. Yeah, they had two first downs in the first half, and then five midway through the second. It was. They had nothing going on. The schemes yeah. were just. They were bad, and I, I put up this poll also on our Facebook. Um, after this loss, should Auburn be back on the hot seat? We, it hasn't been up long, so it's only got a little over 50 votes. But so far, uh, 60% says yes, and then 40% say no. Do, you, do y'all agree with that? Love Gus being on the hot seat? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. I do, too, because, I mean, this is a team that's got so much still ahead of them. Yeah. But if, you, if he was to drop LSU, Auburn, Georgia, 
I mean, but, that seat was see, hot at the end of last year, and that yeah. seat will be scorching if but that see, scenario problem, plays though. out. If it, uh, yeah, if it comes, if no. he loses four games with this team, it's yeah. uh, now I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't think so either. But mm-hmm. no. the way the offense looked today, <laughs> it's very high. It's very likely. Well, let's talk a little bit about the offense then. So Auburn has built their offense around a strong rushing game, and we just didn't get that tonight. LaMichael Green for Florida had more rushing yards than all of Auburn did, and Florida was not rushing the ball effectively. (laughs) No, fair enough. I mean, he got it on that last, you know, that huge 80-yard play. Yeah, that was the majority of his. his, Yeah. at one point, like late in the second quarter, they still were like negative four yards, four yards of rushing. Yeah, it was yeah. 88 yards of his total 130. Yeah. <laughs> um, Auburn's total rushing was 124 on 34 carries. Yeah, so. the, the leading rusher for Auburn. I mean, Whitlow, well, he, he had 81 yards, and there was one drive where he finally got going, and that's the drive next through interception in the end zone. Yeah, but he only had 18 carries, which I just yeah, I know. don't he wasn't, get. He didn't get the ball enough. Then they kept saying, uh, "He's saving." Um, he's saving. They were talking about Gus saving Booby Willow for the later half of the season, and I just I don't understand that. You're you're literally in the biggest game right now. Yeah, like this season. is what matters. You need to yeah hand well, him the ball, get it going. And I don't understand why. Auburn's not getting the ball to a guy like Schwartz, who's one of the fastest guys in the country. Why are we not yeah, trying to throw it to him like down the one field? attempt, and that's it? Yeah, he had one rushing yeah. attempt on the sweep, and they knew it was coming. But he had he, zero he receptions. Have, he had zero receptions. That doesn't make any sense. Why is he not getting at least a deep ball at yeah. some point? Well, Bo Nix, uh, he was the one throwing those deep balls every once in a while. He went 11 for 27, 145 mm-hmm. yards. One touchdowns, but those three crucial picks. Well, and that third pick he had, he threw, he overthrew Hastings twice on that drive. I mean, he was missing them. It was miles over his head. It wasn't even close. And, I mean, that's frustrating to watch, but... I mean, it's his freshman game. It's, you know, freshmen have games like this, but then there's yeah. also other freshmen out there that don't have games like this that you know are over the top <laughs> kind of yeah, guys but so. watch just watching this my take is I pin this way more on Gus than I do on Bo oh yeah I, I agree Gus could have put Joey Gatewood in there he thought his best chance was with Bo and maybe it was but other than that there was a lot more problems than just Bo with this offense yeah, yeah I think it's just she got to capitalize on the on the turnovers. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, four turnovers you forced, and you only scored thirteen points. And the, and the, the word that, and especially when Florida had the same amount and didn't capitalize on them at all. No, they didn't either. Yeah. Well, the word that me and you kept using, Justin, was sloppy during this game, yeah. and that's yeah. the most. That's the main way I can sum this up. <laughs> uh, it was. It just wasn't. It wasn't very good. <laughs> It was it was a weird game. I it was a weird. I remember, yeah, I told you that too. I just said, I yeah. said this is a weird game. I don't, no I don't reason, know what it is. It just feels weird. There is no reason Auburn should have been down four after only getting two first downs in the first half. 
Yeah, there's no reason. Um, so let's move to the defense a little bit. The defense did look very good today. They racked up four sacks. Yeah. Uh, you know, scooped up, caused and scooped up four fumbles. Um, I mean, they set the offense up time and time again. But the only thing that frustrates me about the defense is the slow start on the first drive. I mean, they, Florida made it look easy with that huge pass play over the middle. That's the only thing that I can say about the defense is slow start and the defense backs are – I mean, they struggle. They're, yeah. they're great at tackling. They can come up and hit somebody, but pass coverage, it's, it's low end. I, know, I think we rank like 80th in pass coverage. Pass coverage is what uh, Florida was able to win with in that oh, just yeah. tearing them up with slant after slant. Yeah, I mean, and give credit to Florida's defense. They looked fantastic. Yeah, Florida's defense came to play. This was a defense-heavy game and uh, <laughs> just a, a very offense-light game. Yeah, other than all those yeah. sloppy turnovers, it was fun seeing a more uh, defensive-oriented game. Yeah, it was. And you know, in a in a big time SEC game, yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, you see that less and less. It seems it seems as the years go by. So that that part of it was nice, but uh, the the just the frustration of the offense about negated it. Then I mean, that's just the most because Auburn finally has a good defense. It's been you know three years in a row we've had a solid defense, and now the offense sucks. <laughs> so I mean, that's just. When you have games like this from the offense, which you shouldn't expect this from a guy like Gus coming from 13 and 14 with how the offense was with uh, Nick Marshall, quarterback. I mean, and then how things are swapped now with you have a great dominating defense and the offense can struggle like this. Yeah. Well, um, frustrating being an Auburn fan. (laughs) This is what I'm going to say before I get into a question I want to ask you about this game. But uh, to all the people on Twitter that think you're so clever for saying bow picks, it's getting old really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's Wait, all I see. The people that say bow picks instead of bow nicks, oh. it's getting so old so <laughs> yeah. fast. It's all you see on your timeline. Everybody thinks they're just the funniest genius in the world when they tweet it. Yeah, it was just, funny. If, it was funny the first tweet after first, that. Yeah, stop. It's too yeah, easy. If you're just tweeting that, may, maybe try some some different content. <laughs> but we'll say if you sneak it in there or something, you get a little chuckle. Still, it's just this <laughs> is you just got to be clever with it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it already. I always so, always delight in uh, <laughs> in Auburn and seeing Auburn fans cry. So, so this is that would be. This would be his fifth. He yeah, has fifth interception of the year. It's yeah. so all funny. coming in just two games. Yeah, it's so funny to see how fast Auburn fans turn on him too. That it's yeah. so funny to see uh, you know War Eagle anyways, and it's Auburn. <laughs> I still love you, but like and last it. week he he had his he had his best game. They're like, yeah, Bo Nix has really grown up, and he's going to do all this. And I just go down my timeline on Twitter today, and it's like. <laughs> Bo Nix is blank. He sucks. Why is Joey Gatewood not out there? What like just absolute dog in him? Uh, obviously, I, I I realized I couldn't um, repeat half of the tweets that I saw, but it, they they it's funny how they can be so loyal 
to War Eagle anyways and then switch <laughs> up to. on a freshman quarter. Well, if there's one like thing that. that college football fans are not, it's it's rational. <laughs> and that, that applies especially to when it involves quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah, everybody take it easy on Bo. Like I said, this kid is, what, 17, 18? Yeah, he's a freshman. Um, and he's in a way over his head. And that's not his but, fault. Yeah, <laughs> so, he, he just tried. He tried to do too much today. He did. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, I would, God. I would, I would aim your frustration at Gus more than yeah, Bo. In my opinion, just because he's the one calling the plays, and most of his plays are set for di- uh, disaster anyway. So yeah, <laughs> and he and he would be the first one to say it starts with him, and he didn't have the team ready, and that's yeah. the truth. Um, what do you do? You guys think that this win says more? This one for Florida says more about Malzahn or Mullen at this point in the season. I'd say Malzahn. I'd say it probably leans more towards Malzahn, but um, if you look at the past a uh, couple times Auburn was down in the swamp, uh, Florida just didn't come ready to play, and I think it yeah. does say something about. Dan Mullen being able to get his team ready to play and executing well also not, they didn't execute very much like they should have but they, they came ready to play and I think it does say something to that say something to that but definitely says more to the fact that Malzahn still chokes yeah, yeah I mean I'm, yeah go ahead. I agree I was just going to say I agree he chokes in these big games like this that well I mean you I just don't even know how to explain it at this point. I saw a tweet earlier today that said, uh, um, Gus is a luckier Mark Rick. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's a great quote. I think Malzahn is about in the same tier as Mark Rick and Jim Harbaugh. Um, You know, good coaches, but maybe not necessarily great. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I would say that this probably says, in my opinion, it says a little bit more about Mullen just because. I didn't buy into Florida um, prior to this game. I still not necessarily do, but he's finding ways to win. Now they play down and up to whoever they're playing, but uh, as long as – and that's a dangerous rope to cross, but you know, as long as you're staying on top of it and you are getting the wins, I guess it doesn't really matter. So, Well, I mean, I see Florida getting whipped by LSU next week. And so. Especially since they're going to be beat down at – and a yeah. little hurt and dinged up, it could easily happen. I think them being in Death Valley at uh It's not gonna be pretty. At 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 a nighttime game is definitely gonna go against them and then the fact that they are getting off of playing Auburn at home, that's gonna be pretty hard to come back from. So once again I think it's I think it's like this and most of the most of the big SEC games, I'm going to say this quite a few times, I think it's either going to be a beat down or it's going to be a game. And I don't think there's much of an in-between. Yeah, There's not. Well, that about wraps it up on my takes for Auburn. Like I said, if I don't think any fans would panic. Everything is still ahead I, of them. I would panic. <laughs> Justin yeah, I mean, is adamant if, on panicking. If, like I said, if thought. Offense performs like this against we're not gonna be able to outscore an LSU or an Alabama. Like I agree, Aaron, with your take on Georgia. I think that's probably their best shot to upset. I think y'all Georgia. got Georgia at home. Just because and I really want y'all to get Georgia at home because I really want my prediction of the three 
the uh, three-way three, tie. Yeah, yeah three-way ties. Gonna, but we're going to lose to LSU anyway, so. Maybe. Oh, there's Don't no maybe. There's, there's no maybe. <laughs> well, Auburn fans, uh, be sure to comment on our Facebook page or on this video or podcast, wherever you're listening, and bless out Justin for not being a loyal fan. I mean, I'm a loyal fan. I'm just kind of stating <laughs> obvious right now. I love You're a surrealist. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm just a realist right now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I go into every game thinking we can do this, but mm-hmm. right now I'm thinking about us going into LSU and Baton Rouge. It, it scares me. Well, I think it's going to scare Alabama fans when they get to it, too, because that's going to be I a, am terrified. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> the LSU team is a scary team this year. Yeah, and but, that would be uh, LSU Bama would be a great game. I think so and too. And I think that's gonna be the that'll be the first high scoring LSU Bama game. It's gonna be great to see. Well, Justin, do you know what time it is? Oh, I think I do. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Knight needs to know, baby. I need to know. Knight needs to know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was Sunday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just how back does that make sense? Sense? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. What right. do you need to know this, this week? This is just kind of piggybacking off what we just talked about. So, if you're Auburn, where do you go from here after this performance? Um, I don't... I just... Okay, so you just got to pick up the pieces and keep moving. You can't dwell on this because if you win out, it doesn't matter, and that's what I would hammer home but I wouldn't try to look too far ahead either. So I'd say, let's you know, let's focus on this week. One week at a time. One week at a time. Let's True. not worry about what the media says or what Twitter's saying. Let's let's pick it up. Let's let's regroup and let's prove that we are the Auburn team that people thought we were five minutes before kickoff mm-hmm. <laughs> on Saturday. And um, yeah, I mean, I think this team has more to prove now. Um, I think this could be sort of like how I think Clemson nearly losing last week mm, will yeah. be beneficial for them and the fact that uh, now they have something to kind of motivate themselves. They're not up on this pedestal as much. And um, they, they have to prove themselves now. And I think that's what I'd focus on. And whether it turns out good or not, completely up to Malzahn. I think all you can do if you're Malzahn is just walk in there to the locker room and say, hey, you are not Bo Picks. You're Bo Dicks. <laughs> You're just going to tell him what his name is? Garsh Nabbit. Garsh Nabbit. You are Bo Nix. You're not Bo Picks. You're not Bo Nix. You're Poe Bix. He was definitely Bo Picks. I mean, Bo Nix. What did he say? Probably. Probably not. <laughs> what, what else you got for I us? Could, I could just. I just said that because I could picture him going in there like, hey. I know I, I've, I've been on Twitter. I've been I've seen the tweets. 
You're you're not Bo Picks, okay, man. Nelson is on Twitter. All he ever tweets is boom, like once every uh, <laughs> yeah. once every three months. Yeah. <laughs> it'll just be at random times. Sometimes after nothing happens at all, it'll just oh, say yeah. boom. It'll be the middle of the week. Yeah. It's like on Tuesday night, chilling. <laughs> boom. Just at Waffle House. Eating some smothered hash browns and boom. Happy boom, boom brother. <laughs> It sounds pretty good right now. We're yeah. recording this at 1.30 a.m. Man, I wish I was with you. We could go get some Waffle House right now. Um, we'll just drive out to Auburn and meet you. No, we won't. Right. We won't do that. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm, I'm all in agreement. Some Waffle House would be killer right now. <laughs> but not good. Not, not the three hours to Auburn. Nope, 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 nope. Very yeah, tired. Loss. Um, but also, like, like we've said, Auburn controls their destiny. They got a well-needed buy next week. Where they go see Arkansas, so you never know. This could be like the 2013 season where they had that one loss to LSU and then they won out. So you never know. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a big switch from no, you need to panic. You need to panic. <laughs> well, to, well saying, you never know, man. We could, we could do this. That's just the life of an Auburn fan. Yeah, it really it is. is. The, <laughs> the life of an Auburn fan, man, it, it sucks and sometimes it's amazing. It's a lot of highs and lows. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. Usually we have some sorcery with some of these crazy luck we have, and then it just comes <laughs> back to bite, bite us in the butt. Yeah, you pay for it. That's true. Yeah, we do pay for it. All, All right. right. You just hang on to those, those lucky moments. That's all you have. Until <laughs> That's all I have. Just... I'm still just thinking back to 13. Kick six. The yeah. miracle of Jordan here. Yep, that was the time we we see it uh, every Auburn game <laughs> on CBS. <laughs> they showed it against A and M, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're showing this." <laughs> Between that and uh, you have to wonder how the absence of Devin White has impacted the play of this game. Yeah, Gary's never really living that one down. Oh, no, he's not. Oh man. Uh, okay, second thing. I need to know. So with the West, LSU and Alabama going in right now, who do you think is going to end up winning the West out of those two? Or will it be a, will we have a, a tie, possibly? I think whoever wins the head-to-head over L, in the Alabama-LSU game wins the West. Yeah. I and agree. I would probably say Alabama. Um, I just think... They are a better team. Now, they're not unbeatable, and they're definitely not a complete team. And LSU is going to tear that defense up. But yeah, I but do I, think that Alabama will be able to put up more points than LSU will. Okay. Yeah, I think with it being a 2-30 game at Bryant-Denny this year, and, uh, yeah, I think that gives them an edge and – I do think uh, they'll be able to outscore them. Now, if this game was at Death this Valley was, at night, I'd be worried, man. I would say it's a, a complete toss-up, and it still is. Yeah. But I would, if I had to put some money down, I'd put it down on Alabama. Yeah, I think that's a good take. All right. So with UCF losing again this Friday, gotta keep saying it because it doesn't get old. <laughs> Who's going to be the next non non-top five power 
or non-Power 5 team, should I say, to kind of take their spot. Man, I was hoping it was... I was hoping it was going to be UAB until they lost to uh, Western Kentucky. I was really yeah. hoping UAB would. Did they win? Did they end up winning? Yeah, they game won over? today. Um, that had two very long uh, weather delays. But, yeah, I was I was hoping that uh, UAB could be that team, that they would fall in place, like, after, uh, you know, the program shutting down and then, all that if they could just if they could use that same platform that UCF had but instead of not like turning it to the, actually become America's team like <laughs> instead of being the cringy yeah. like no we're national champions like UCF did yeah, that's what I'm Auburn really really hoping for but <laughs> yeah I, I would probably say um, I don't think it's going to be them now but that's what I was hoping for I would say just going historically by the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever it's been now. And, by the way, they look this year. I'd probably say Boise State is your best chance. Yeah, yeah. probably. Boise looks good. They're undefeated. Um, the, do I, I think they'll Boise. get in? No. But, no, they um, won't get in, though. I love I Boise I think State. they're that team, though. You know, I think that's a team that, when they were good, just to, you know, yeah. back a few years ago, everybody loved them. Uh, oh, they, they were you know, kind of America's team. Yeah. And um, I'd love to see them get in if they you know maybe not this year if they're not good enough but I'd love to see them at some point get in I'd love to see a group of five team outside of UCF get in well I mean that'll bring up a good topic we talk about at some point you know making playoff a little bigger you know expanding yeah that's 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 an episode I definitely want to have but I think we're all going to have very different takes (laughs) Uh, I definitely am very opinionated on that so me and Aaron get into a uh, an argument every year for about an hour long so what's the every uh, season that that might be some uh, Patreon (laughs) (laughs) I think I think what we'll do is the the first week uh, that the the rankings the rankings are announced we'll do that uh, it's the episode Okay. And then maybe yeah. we'll, because I'm sure it's going to go a long time, we'll cut some out, and then we'll put the full version on Patreon. Uh, so, Aaron, what's, be... your take on, what's your take on it right now? Uh, um, me? Per- yeah. Okay, you have to, exp- just the short stuff, because we'll get into it. Yeah, just short, uh, just short and sweet. Maybe we should save it. Maybe we should save it. You want to save it? Let's save it. All righty, we'll save it. Because I know you're not going to be able to say it in five seconds anyways. Yeah, that's true. You can tell me later. (laughs) We're going to save it. We're going to do an episode on it because that's going to be a good one coming up. Which do you – okay, let me say this. Do you have a take on it? Don't tell us what it is. Just do you have a specific take take? on it? Yeah, do you have one, like a specific one? Yeah, I mean I have one. Okay. Are you very – do you have a strong opinion about it? Man, no, I have a strong opinion, but I just have this is what I think would be. I was going to say, me and yeah. Nick need to, during the episode, we need to just sit there and try and sway you one way or the other. That's a good idea. Yeah, I thought yeah. that would be funny if you didn't have a specific yeah. opinion. I mean, I don't have like, a strong opinion. I just think this would be probably a, the, like, the perfect yeah. amount, the number of teams in it. Me and Aaron both have very strong opinions on it. Like, mm-hmm. and it that's why we get in arguments about it. It's, it's like politics on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, was that all for Night Needs to Know? That is all I need to know for the week. Wow. Well, that was a 
wonderful nineties to know. That was a great always. segment. That was a great segment. <laughs> it was some good conversations. All right. All right, good deal. Well, let's talk about a little bit what Alabama's going to have to do to win against Texas A&M. Uh, <laughs> I would well, the way they look, not, not, not much. as much as the past couple of years. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I still think it's a game that, if they're not careful, it could sneak up on it. I don't think it will. Yeah. Well, right now, surprisingly, Alabama's only a 13-point favorite against them. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a little surprising. Because um, they're still a very good team, and that's still a very hard place to play. It is at Caulfield, right? It is. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit of why it's going to be so difficult. Yeah, that's a very hard place to play, and they're still a very good team. And um, so, yeah, they'll definitely have to come ready to play, but I think they will. Yeah, so the biggest thing that I think is that obviously Alabama's hurting the most uh, in the linebacker area. And I think yeah. this might be the week. I know Kellen Munn hasn't been looking sharp, but I think this might be the week that he's able to stand out a little bit, throwing those short passes, throwing those slants across the middle. I think that there's definitely, if you're going to take down the giant. You gotta, yeah, I think you he's gotta got go to, and I think Jimbo definitely knows that, and uh, I think he's definitely going to be ready for it. And this just depends on uh, uh, whether we can defend it or not. Yeah, it just depends on Mond, and I don't know if I just don't see Mond having a good game. So uh, the ESPN matchup predictor has Alabama as an eighty-three point two percent chance to win, okay. which is that's pretty. Pretty big. It's pretty pretty high. Yeah, it's pretty I high, agree. especially I for a thirteen point, you know, spread. That's pretty high. Looking at these stats between Tua and Kellen Mond, they are very different quarterbacks at this point. Um, very different. <laughs> Kellen Mond has thrown four interceptions this year. Alabama, uh, Tua has not thrown one yet. Um, that might change against this game, against this team. We'll see. Texas A&M's defense, defense they've also played pretty well. Clemson and Auburn. Yes, and while Alabama's played Cupcakes and a okay Duke team. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, but that oh, Duke team. Well, they, they took a loss tonight. Did you know that? Duke lost. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they uh, lost to uh, – um, who did they lose to? I'm just they lost blank. to somebody. I just went blank. They were getting some momentum back, and then yeah, they uh, were they were down by like twenty or twenty three. They They came back in the fourth quarter. They went ahead. Yeah, that's not a good loss. They went ahead in the like last minute or so. Then Pittsburgh came back, scored, and uh, they were driving back with thirty seconds left with a chance to at least tie it. And uh, quarterback got sacked and fumbled. Mm-hmm. That was the game. So they lost thirty-three to thirty, I believe. Yep, that was the score. Now, in points allowed per game, this is where it's interesting because Texas A&M has played two very good teams in Auburn and Clemson, and they only allow seventeen point eight points per game. Yeah. Uh, whereas Alabama, who's played nothing but cupcakes, allows fourteen point eight, just slightly less than that. 
Now, do I think they're going to hold Alabama to 17.8 points? No. Don't see it. Absolutely not. I sure hope not, anyways. (laughs) Absolutely not. Alabama will be scoring 40-plus. Yeah. See, I don't think they'll make it to 40. Well, let me – okay. See, that just comes back to – they could easily make it to 40. Let me say that. I just don't think they will. I think that they do, and I think that this is about going to be as give them about as much trouble as South Carolina did, maybe a little bit more. So I'm going to say, I th- yeah, I think it will. Forty. Let's all let's all give a let's all throw a, a guesstimation for the score out there, so we can look like idiots when we're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I'm going to say forty-five to thirty-two. Whoa. Yeah, I think they I think they get some points on the board. All right. To what? What is forty five thirty two? Thirty two. Yeah. Ooh. I know that's a little high. Uh, I don't even feel extremely comfortable saying that, but you know, I think that uh, they're gonna get a, a touchdown or two late, and that they'll stay with them for the first quarter and a half. I'll go. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say forty two seventeen. I'll say 20, Texas A&M, and then 34, 34-20. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. you, the listener, your homework is to keep track of our scores, because I've already forgot all of ours, including my own, and <laughs> you can uh, let us know how stupid we are on Twitter when we're all wrong. Yeah. Or when I'm right. Yeah, tweet at us, and... Whichever, if there's somebody right, tweet at them and say, hashtag blank is a genius. And if they're a dunce, say, hashtag Aaron is a donk, regardless of who got it wrong. Just say Aaron is a donk. Hey, man, that's not, that's not nice. Yeah, it's not, that's not nice. Say, not hashtag Bo Picks. <laughs> so sick of that already. Okay, well, that's all I got to say. Uh, for Alabama to win this game, they just got to show up and perform. Yeah, pretty much. There's no I mean, really keys to, to success. Really just, all they have to do is show up. They like, simply have to pour more points on the board. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how that works, but if they do get more points, they do win they the do. game. Yeah, uh, that's true. I think so, too. Yeah. That's a, that's a law of football, according to Aaron. It took him a while to figure it out. but Years. <laughs> yeah. Now it's what I live by. <laughs> now it is what he lives by. Well, uh... Let's get into my segment of the week, Mismanagers. Oh, man. Um, did you grab anything when you walked out the door? I nothing but two Tortino's pizza out of the refrigerator and my doggy, and we left. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. Died in the house. I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. Here's like an actual customer out here. Uh, what's uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? And now it's time for mismanagers. All right. Now I know that we've had some weird stories in the past. This week's are out there. Now this first one. <laughs> It's it's tame compared to the last two. Okay, I'm expecting a lot from you. 
you're not gonna whatever. I, they're gonna be weird. Okay, <laughs> they're up so there. They're, but this so first one, gonna, it's a little tame, and it's actually make sense to me. It's actually a little old, but I've never read this or heard of this before. Some of our fans, especially in the in Alabama, um, probably maybe has heard this, um, but. Yeah, it got it got updated. For some reason, the article was updated. Maybe something new came out. I haven't read the entire article, uh, and this year. And so, I'm just gonna read it to you. This is al.com. It's Alabama man poses delivery driver steals beer. Police say, <laughs> and there's video. So, in the video, I'll tell you what happens. This guy he dresses up like a delivery man. He's got on the the pants. You know the. The collar shirt tucked into the belt. He's got on a matching hat, the same color as the the shirt. He just walks in with a dolly, <laughs> loads up like multiple <laughs> cases of beer, and just leaves. And I feel like right. he represents the state of Alabama <laughs> and myself I, I, for yeah. being so brave. <laughs> in this mugshot, he's just cheesing. <laughs> he must not have been from Walker County though, because he was at least smart enough to think out a plan to yeah. go with it. So. The amount of work that this guy put into it, he could have just probably Wait, so applied at Walgreens or wherever he's stealing his beer from. So where this happened in Alabama? So uh, well, let me just read it to you. So the guy's name is Darius Williams. All right. Police are searching for a Millbrook man. They say. Poses as a delivery driver to steal cases of beer and soda from grocery stores. Hmm. I like Darius. How, I like how he added and soda too. Yeah. Like, eh, there's too much beer. Might need to throw some Mountain Dews on here. <laughs> Darius Williams, 22, is described as being 5 foot 10 inches tall and weighing about 200 pounds, according to Central Alabama Crime Stoppers. <laughs> While wearing a delivery driver uniform, Williams enters stores with a cart and stacks it with cases of beer and soda, according to Crime Stoppers. Instead of restocking the shelves, though, he loads up his vehicle and leaves. Several store managers in the Prattville area have reported falling victim to Williams. Anyone with information on Williams' scam or his whereabouts is asked to call the police of Crime Stoppers. Yada, yada, yada. Several? That's my boy. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, this guy genius. has done this multiple times at multiple different places. He just goes in, he loads up his dolly with beer, and nobody bats an eye when he walks He's out. He's got to look the part and have the confidence, man. That's all you got to do, uh, which I find is pretty remarkable. Which uh, brings me to this question. Have either of you ever stolen anything? No. No. No, says Justin. No. I don't think so. Not from a store or anything like that. I don't think so. Just the hearts of women. <laughs> yeah. <Not really. laughs> Just one. Just one. Just one. Who Just... who doesn't listen to the podcast? Well, <laughs> she does, and she cringes. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mine. Mine too. Can't listen to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Darius Williams, if anyone is out there and sees this man. Uh, so yeah, if you see him, him. Let, him let him go. He, he's, he he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he did, but he definitely did. Just don't get that twisted or spread yeah. that rumor. That's, that's, that's not a um, indication of how we run the show here. I also, um, yeah, 
How old is the article, though? The article was originally posted in 2016, but it was updated for some reason in 2019. Well, that's why I was going to say don't report him, because it was three years ago. Not necessarily (laughs) because he didn't do anything wrong. Well, I was expecting there to be an update with it being updated, but I don't see anything. They're just like, yeah, this was a real thing. They're just letting you know. Also, the fact that... Fact-checking it. Okay, I don't... Yeah, let's just move on to it. You know, we'll at this point. Okay, so... uh, our next article here. This is by the Huffington Post. What the Huffington the Post? Oh, this is. I don't, okay. I don't like this. It's Doctor, crazy. this is the title of the, the article. You ready? Doctors remove fourteen pound hairball from woman's stomach. Ooh. I don't like that. Hairballs? I want you to think about how heavy fourteen there's pounds something, is. There's just something about. Like wet hair and hairballs that just they get that gets to me, man. Well, I've got photos, but before I get to them, before I get to them, imagine a hairball. Yes, a hairball. They couldn't have just been hair though. No, it is hair. So imagine before I show you the picture of it. Imagine in your heads, you the listener as well, how much hair it would take to gather fourteen pounds. Think about how light a strand of hair is. And now you got to make that into 14 pounds. I mean, what the cringe, heck is she doing? My whole body. Well, let me tell you about it, Justin. Uh, <laughs> a British woman who suffered unexplained abdominal pain for months cried with relief after doctors removed a 14-pound hairball from her Jeez. stomach. Sophie Cox, 23, of Cheltenham, <laughs> Glukenshire, <laughs> told the Southwest News Service that the giant ball of human hair was built up over seven years of eating oh her dresses. Of eating what? Her Eating her hair. She was chewing oh, her hair. Yeah. I'm showing Aaron the photo now. Uh, viewer discretion is advised if you try to look <laughs> this up because Ew. it is gruesome. Um and God, it's so gross, man. That's a lot of hair. It's so weird. That is a I, lot of hair. I feel like a little baby, like complaining about that. But that's just one of those things that that gets to me. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll look at, I can look at some gross stuff, but just the wet hair is just one well, of the nastiest things to me. It yeah. got to, uh, and that is it got absolutely to too. disgusting. Six years ago, Cox was diagnosed with trichotillomania. I. Apologize for spelling saying that wrong. A condition where sufferers have a compulsive urge to pull out their hair, and trichophagia, where they eat it. Cox said when she was stressed, she found comfort from plucking strands of hair and eating them during the day. So I've heard of girls taking their hair, putting it in their mouth, and chewing on it. I've never heard of anyone pulling out their hair and eating it. it. Yeah, Yeah, it's too very like. It's still attached, and they just like yeah, they chew on it, like put it on their mouth. But to pluck it and then swallow it. Anytime I have hair in my mouth, it's the worst thing ever. Like you get a piece of hair in your mouth. Yeah, I can't stand it. Uh, She thought it was harmless until she became pregnant in 2014. During her pregnancy, Cox suffered serious stomach pains and kept losing Mm. weight at a time where she should be gaining it. Two months after her daughter was born. The pains became excruciating and left her doubled in agony. So I'm glad that the the daughter was able to be born, yeah. uh, presumably healthy. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to ask is, was it healthy? Uh, it doesn't say it wasn't, so I'm a, let's just hope for the best. 
By October 2015, I couldn't eat without vomiting, and my stomach would swell up, she told the news agency. I'd, I'd lost 84 pounds in two my years gosh. and dropped six dress sizes, taking me to a size 12. Doctors had no clue what was wrong, but tested Cox for gallstones and stomach cancer. It wasn't until Cox had an endoscopy, endoscopy, how we say that, last November, that they figured out what was wrong. That giant hairball. <laughs> so that's how it's worded. When they showed me the scan, I was speechless. It looked like something from a horror film, she said. The specialists <laughs> hadn't seen anything like it in 30 years. It was too big to break in down on my stomach. Years, so they have seen it. and dehydrated. Let's just point that out. They have seen it. This yeah. has been 30 years. Yeah, so it's more <laughs> common than I thought it would be. Jeez. 14-pound ball of hair is more common. Than <laughs> I mean, that, that's a lot of hair. That was a nasty picture, man. Even worse than finding out she had a giant hairball on her stomach was waiting five months to have it removed. It's a long time. Why? Why would you have to wait for that? I don't know. Especially after seven years. The hairball, or trichobezoar, as it's called here, was removed in a six-hour operation. I felt instantly better when I woke up, even though I was sore and groggy, she said. It was disgusting. I cried with relief that it was gone. Since then, Cox has been monitored regularly to ensure no other hairballs develop. She is also on a waiting list to, to receive treatment to help determine the underlying cause of her conditions. I'm just so thankful the hairball was found before it was too late, she said. Now I can get on with being a hands-on mom. So this one has a little nice happy ending here. She is better. She's getting treatment. Yeah, yeah I guess, but like, <clears throat> if, if you got to, like, with an ending like that, and you actually like get it removed at like, how could you ever go back to eating hair? I know, really. Like, yeah. I mean, I know it's a condition or something, but yeah. after that, like the pain you go through, and then seeing that image alone, would, like, well, okay, I think I'm done. For her safety and health, uh, I hope that she doesn't, because that too. was that was rough. It's disgusting. That's what it is. All right, and for the last story. Now, before I get into this one, have either of you ever watched the movie The Orphan? Don't what think movie? so. The Orphan. The Orphan? Yeah. No, I have not. So the plot of The Orphan is a young, loving couple that cannot, I believe they can't have their own child, they decide to adopt, and they adopt an orphan. Well, as the... Uh, <laughs> events in the movie unfold spoiler alert they find out that the orphan is actually a 22 year old no this is the story i saw this story on an article did you say it's story though <laughs> is this okay, where, yeah, was just is this, where this is going <laughs> uh so anyways the person that uh <laughs> in the movie the person turns out to be an adult posing as a child and tries to murder them all. And oh wow! Well, this that just took quite a turn. <laughs> well, this happened to uh, inspire someone apparently to do it in real life. <laughs> what? So uh, this is on Fox59.com. Yeah, I believe it's a I local Indiana uh, news station. They posted this article titled "Indiana Couple Accused of Abandoning Daughter Says She Was Actually an Adult Who Tried to Kill Them." <laughs> You should get a look though at the uh, people that adopted adopted her. They look crazy too. <laughs> they do look a little nuts. I'm looking at them now, um, but you know, 
Maybe not. Hopefully not. They look stressed. Yeah, that's a better <laughs> word to say it than nuts. They do look very stressed. Probably they should just try to kill they just, And they're just like, man. Spoiler alert. Crap I've been through. That's yeah. what they look like. And they got some mugshots and they probably went to jail or something. But spoiler alert. They're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> so uh, they're not crazy. Well, well, they look crazy. They mug shots. Yeah. Why do they have mug shots? That's because weird. at first they were just arrested. I'll, I'll read it to you. A couple <laughs> accused of abandoning their adopted daughter says their allegations are, says the allegations are false and they're the victims. According to court documents filed earlier this month in Tipicano, Tipicano, Tipicano County, Christine and Michael Barnett adopted a Ukrainian-born girl with dwarfism in 2010 but they abandoned her in Lafayette in 2013 when they moved to Canada. They're accused of changing the girl's age from 8 to 22 before they left, and they told the girl to tell other people she looks young for her age. They were both charged with the neglect of a, depend- of a dependent, and they bond- bonded out of the Tippecano County Jail last week. I'm sorry, I struggled on that one. But in an interview with Daily Mail... Christine says the adoption was a scam, and the girl is actually an adult who has made a queer out of fooling people into thinking she's a young girl. Christine told Daily Mail she and her now ex-husband agreed to an emergency adoption from an adoption center in Florida. They didn't know how many details about the girl's background. They just knew she needed a home immediately because her previous adoptive parents gave up for her undisclosed reasons. Within the first week, I would have disclosed the reason. (laughs) My gosh. Within the first few weeks, Christine told Daily Mail there were signs that their new daughter wasn't actually a young girl. She had a sophisticated vocabulary, and she shunned other children. They took the girl to a family physician who ordered bone density tests to help determine her actual age. The results suggested she was at least 14, so Christine says their family began treating her like a teenager. But then, Christine says, the girl started making death threats against them. She allegedly tried to poison Christine and push her into an electric fence, and she oh attacked gosh. a baby. The Barnett family what? took the girl to a state-run psychiatric unit to get help. During treatment, the girl allegedly confessed to being much older, and she said she wanted to kill her family. Godly. Yeah, getting get a little crazy here. It's a real life nightmare. Yeah. Well, I've heard little man syndrome, but little ones, little woman <laughs> syndrome sounds way worse. WLFI got a doctor's report that says that Barnett's daughter is actually an adult. The letter says the girl has made a career of perpetrating her actual her age facade, and she has continued to fool those who have the best intentions. The legally, well, she's obviously not very good at it because <laughs> if she was good at it, she'd just you know play along. Yeah, not, not made threatened. death threats. Yeah, not threaten to kill someone. Hey, you're providing for me, and I got you fooled. I'm gonna make you realize that I'm a psycho. So why don't me threaten you to kill kill they, everybody here? They legally changed the girl's age in June 2012 with the Marion County Superior Court, so she could receive a appro- appro- appropriate. Psychiatric treatment. I did not know you could legally change your age. I didn't know that either. Oh, that, that's what they said. I thought you said name. Age. I was about to say, why does she have to change her name to get treated? <laughs> no, it's her, it's her age. You're like, oh, I hate that name. I can't treat you. That name sucks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, sorry, we don't take any Jerry's here. <laughs> 
try the try the other one down the street. <laughs> oh man, that's a crazy story. Well, it's not over. I just need to drink. Hold on. Yeah, we don't want um, you dying on us this week like you did last week. Yeah, that sounded disgusting last week. Life or death uh, situation. In August 2012, she was discharged from secure psychiatric care. She was placed under the supervision of state health care provider Aspire, Indiana. When she was kicked out of that facility, Christine <laughs> says they helped secure housing for her in Lafayette. They continued to pay for her housing when they moved to Canada for their son Jacob's education. Uh, it says some stuff about Jacob. Yeah, nobody uh, yeah, cares yeah, about yeah. Jacob. Uh, uh, uh. Well, then, I guess Jacob So is Jacob their biological son then? Yeah I think so Would you like okay. me to read it? I mean I don't care either way It's not really I mean, it's up to you. I just thought that was a detail we left out Christine says she then vanished And stopped returning her calls She fears she stopped taking her medication And is posing as a child for another family I would have oh, forced man. her back into treatment But I couldn't do that any longer Because she was an adult Christine told Daily Mail yeah, wasn't 20, she adopt? She was adopted by another family, wasn't she? Yeah, I mean, at I, one point she could be. Yeah, at one point, and then I said she. She thinks she was again under a different oh, okay. name, probably. Yeah. In 2016, a couple applied to become the girl's guardians, but the Barnetts filed an objection, saying she was an adult. Christine says wit- says witnesses came before the court to testify they were certain the girl was 22. The judge upheld the original results, and the couple dropped the guardianship petition. Christine says it doesn't make any sense why they're being charged with crimes now, several years after her age was upheld in court for the second time. Michael is expected to appear in uh, court in Lafayette to today. It's unclear when Christine's next court appearance is. Imagine trying to have like having to explain that to someone. Like, let's just say they got a new job, something. Hey, uh, why are you going to court? Well, you see, three years ago, <laughs> our adopted twenty-two-year-old daughter tried to murder us all. We thought that's she was why eight. we're going to court and possibly to jail. Please believe our side. <laughs> what, what are you supposed to do? You would think they were crazy. Yeah, you I would be like, crazy. okay, uh, you don't have to come in Monday, and maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe never again. Uh, Consider we, we have your two weeks. Don't worry, it's okay. <laughs> oh, man. oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say about I that one except either. that I laid it out there for you. Yeah, it's pretty it wild. I, if you go to adopt, maybe uh, do some background checks. <laughs> if there's any undisclosed information, maybe I'm sure why. that is disclosed. Yeah, that has to be a contingency. <laughs> Could you imagine just having, you know, you adopt a child, you're like, oh, I just adopted this child, they're great, and then yeah, you're under 22. Especially if you're like, like, if you can't have kids and all that, something you, yeah. like a long adoption process, you, they go through, it's, and it's you finally get, finally get approved, you get all the paperwork done, and that little one comes home, and then they try to they're kill like, you. hey! I want to kill you. Why don't you have a deep voice? I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking because they're actually older. They just look like they're eight. Like, yeah, I just found this. They don't open their mouth at all until they get into the house like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I just found this so interesting because it's literally the, the plot of a movie. Made years so before dumb. it happened. Like, so many- Maybe that's what she took it from. 
I mean, she was like, this so. is her career yeah. of choice, as it stated. Yeah. Um, like, I just don't get the thought process. She's not a not a very not a very good criminal. Or <laughs> well, I want to know how long she's been doing this. I'd like, like to know that too. Yeah. I mean, I guess illegally since she was eighteen, probably she was twenty two. Yeah. So yeah. four years. But like that makes me wonder, like when she was little, did she get adopted? Mm-hmm. And like, was she originally adopted? Yeah. And how then long? Wanna... When she found out she, that she was a, like, I guess when she found out she was a dwarf. I don't know how. But anyways, like when she's getting older, she found out she's different and everything, and then she took advantage of that before she ever turned eighteen too. Yeah. Or how that worked. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Well. We have one more thing to get into today, outside of uh, evil uh, children. Really? One more. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about our uh, our favorite and least favorite football movies. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, right off the bat, do y'all just want to name your favorite football movie? Justin, you can go first. Favorite football. Movie. All right, I have to go with Remember the Titans. That's my all-time favorite. We got more suggestions it. for Remember the Titans on Facebook than anything else. Like we yeah, had a lot I mean, for just, That was my all-time favorite growing up. I used to love watching I'd watch that movie over and over again. It was a great movie. It is a great movie. There's a lot of good lessons in that, too, I think. And it's one that holds up. You know, it doesn't really date yeah. weird or anything. It's very true. What's your favorite? Um, my favorite is probably Remember the Titans, but I don't want, you know, I want to bring up a different one. I'm going to bring up, uh, you know, let's bring it, let's pull up a list here and let's just talk through them. If I had to pick a second favorite, it'd probably be Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights Lights is my favorite. Or, uh, or good old classic Rudy. Yeah, Yeah. Rudy's good. You've, um, let's just go through the list. So Friday Night Lights is probably the most, that one gets me in my feels more than any other one. Oh yeah, yeah, that one gets you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a very that's, emotion tugging movie. Yeah, especially because it was more our time too. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. So you get the you know they. If you haven't seen Friday Night Lights, go watch it. You, I don't you mean, got had, I love fifteen years to watch it, but <laughs> just the way that that movie wraps up and it's it, that's a movie that you think, how can I make this? How can I spin this to have a good conclusion with them? losing at the end but it it actually like works out and like all these characters they kind of it's not as predictable yeah it's not very predictable and it's all these characters kind of wrap up their their own stories um like with booby miles and the quarterback and you know they all kind of come around on what they've been what they've been building (laughs) watch him spin (laughs) something like that that was it that was it we also got uh Couple Adam Sandler ones that a lot of people Water like. Water Boy, we got oh, Water Boy, which oh, is man. my favorite. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the Mississippi Mud Dogs, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, Mississippi Mud Dogs. Uh, there's one that I haven't, I forgot about. Um, uh, Invincible. Yeah. Oh, oh, the yeah, longest yard. I don't know why I didn't think yard. of that. Yeah, so that's yeah. the other Adam Sandler's the the I longest thought, yard well, remake. Oh, I, I didn't see it up there on the screen. Better. I just thought like I, I thought about it. it. Yeah, I was like, I don't know why it took <laughs> me so <laughs> long to think of that. That's a I funny say, one. And yeah, one that's going to go original longest yard's better. <laughs> yeah, I think it is too, but it's still it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. Um, have any of you seen any given Sunday? 
I have not. I can't say I've seen that one either, but it's on here on the top, top movies. Uh, yeah, you get Invincible. That was really good. That was a Disney movie. I forgot that was made by Disney. Yeah, I did not know that was a Disney movie. I thought it was pretty good though. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, I feel like I'm... one that I just thought about is uh, Blue Mountain State. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, this is a funny one. Rudy's good. That's a classic. It's you know it's it's cliche and it's campy, but it's, it's still it's fun classic. to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there's another big one that I'm missing. Uh, one that blew up around here, The Blind Side. Everyone went nuts oh, for that yeah. movie. The Blind Side. Yeah. That was a good movie. I love uh, <laughs> listening to Michael Orr's <laughs> interviews. On it. Oh man, because he, he just he doesn't it. like the movie. <laughs> he does not. They, yeah, they made him look stupid in it. I love yeah, the interview they, they where did. he's talking about like the scene where <laughs> they, I believe he's talking about like where he sees the balloon fly up ahead, and he's like, "They they acted like I've never seen a balloon before." <laughs> he's like, "I've seen a balloon." They <laughs> <laughs> made him look dumb. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I mean, he I he know, seems yeah. like a, he got into college. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's whatever. It's still a good movie. Um, I really liked Michael Orr actually wrote a book right after this came out that was really good. I read it when I was young. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it kind of dove into the real life story, and it was really good. So, uh, We Are Marshall is another one on here. Uh, yeah, that's oh, a good yeah. One. That's a great that's, one on Matthew McConaughey. That a, yeah, that was a fantastic movie. That's another one that's, you know, it, it's pretty inspiring and it you know gets you yeah. in your feels too I couldn't imagine that situation I mean that's probably one of the tough, tougher situations you ever yeah definitely one of the football. biggest tragedies ever in college yeah, football really. if not the biggest yeah I, I mean I can't think of one bigger yeah and there's, I don't think there is I mean I couldn't imagine something like that no I mean that was that was an absolute tragedy but that was that's a really good movie Mm-hmm. Uh, have y'all watched The Express? That's one I haven't seen. Not seen that. Is that Ernie Davis? No, I haven't seen that. I don't think I've seen that one. It's got a lot of, of big reviews here, but I haven't seen that. Uh, Varsity Green Blues is the one I'm thinking about, not Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State is the team in a show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it Blue Mountain State the name of the show? I think so. Yeah. I Which is a funny is, yeah. show. Gridiron Gang is... Is one. Oh yeah, you a fan of Gridiron Gang? I mean, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one actually. You ever seen Gridiron Gang with a rock? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, rock yeah, and the, yeah. yeah. It's it's fine, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's fine. Varsity Blues is good though. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. Uh, we got the original Longest Yard here. That's a classic. Um, Little Giants is good. My sound very stupid here, but I did not know there was an original one. Oh, really? Didn't you know, know that? Yeah. You didn't know there was an original? I did not. I wow. I, I live under a rock. That's right. That makes sense. Yeah. I just never really thought about it. Yeah, because they got... Uh, uh, what's his name? The comeback. Burt Reynolds. Oh. They got Burt Reynolds back. Yeah. For the remake. He was the coach. Okay, we'll just cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs to know that. I didn't know that. Oh, it's staying in, Aaron. Uh, let's see what else we got. Radio. That's a good one. 
Yeah, Radios. That's an awesome movie. Leatherheads. This is what I wanted to bring up. Um, I haven't seen either one of those. Leatherheads. It's got John Krasinski in it from Jim The Office. And it's like the early days of football. Have you seen this, Justin? I have not. This is a good movie. So it's like early 1900s or late 1800s. I can't remember. But it's when football is just like coming around. Oh, and okay. yeah, And it's just like, it's, you know, it's a very different game back then. And there's a scene where they like learn to pass the ball. <laughs> They're like, well, what if we just <laughs> throw it? Yeah. I'm like, well, throw it to where? And he's like, it's like over the line. <laughs> Instead of just running to every play. That's a good movie. Uh, so is it kind of describing, I, I remember they talked about this in the college football 150 years kind of documentary they're doing. Mm-hmm. I want, is it talking about the guy that kind of introduced the pass, the forward pass? Yeah, it's kind of like doing a little riff on that. So I don't know if yeah. they use his actual name or anything, but it's kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen Leatherheads or Radio. Yeah, both of those are good. Um, draft day was good. It came out just a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I thought it was much better than I thought it was going. Like when we first saw the uh, trailer for it and everything, it turned out a lot better than it was expected to. How about the game plan with the Rock? You all remember that one? Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that one. It was his daughter. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I don't remember who played the daughter, but I don't. She was somebody who's. Played a lot of movies. Believe it or not, I don't know many uh, <laughs> nine-year-old actresses' names. <laughs> I don't care. Well, she wouldn't well, be nine-year-old now. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She I was a age. I mean, I can. Let's see. Let's see who played her. Um, what year did that come out? Like 2006 or something like that. Okay, that yeah, was so longer. She would have been our that age. Was farther away than I thought. I don't know who the girl was, but probably somebody, probably a Disney Channel star or something. Uh, so one we got a lot of suggestions for was the oh, um, that's a good facing one. the giants. Um, oh yeah, facing the giants. We got a lot of a lot of uh, comments on that one. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah facing the giants, one of the best football scenes. Yeah, it's it's got a good message. I, I know, know that you know the studio facing the giants. I got confused. I was thinking of Have you ever seen that Little Giants? Yeah, yeah, we, uh, Little Giants is on here. Little yeah, Giants little is good. Little Giants is a good one too. Face, I mean, Facing the Giants is good too. But Little Giants is <laughs> yeah. that's a classic. It is a classic. It's a funny movie. Uh, but Facing the Giants, I know that you know this is a, kind of an indie film made by uh, made by a church and. You know, they did a good job. They ended up doing more movies off the back of that one. Yeah, they've come out with a bunch of great movies. They came out with the movies about uh, the police officers. What was the name of that one? Yeah, I remember that one. It was like and the firefighters too. Yeah, and the firefighter movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One's fireproof. Mm-hmm. Um, one is, I think, flywheel, um, or something like that. I think it's flywheel. I think the police one is like courageous or something. Yeah, courageous. That might have been another. So probably the most controversial one of recent years was Will Smith's concussion. Yeah, and I didn't uh, yeah. agree with a lot of a lot of that stuff surrounding the movie, but the actual movie's really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I've only seen parts of it at this point. Uh, I was a little too scared to watch it in high school because I had many concussions, but I just want to definitely want to go back to and watch it in, in entirety. Have you ever seen Concussion? Justin? I've just seen clips of it. I haven't seen the full movie. Well, that is about... Oh, The Long Shots. That's a good one, too. 
Oh, that's yeah. uh, Ice Cube's like daughter as a quarterback. That's a, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, well, do y'all have any other football movies you'd like to talk about? Any football movies you absolutely hate? Uh, I can't really think of any right now. Uh, I'm going to go through the list here and see. Because I know there's some that I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want to watch that. There's a lot that I just don't want to watch right now. Yeah, like the game plan. I do not want to watch that. There's, I would, I'd be happy if I died and never watched that movie again. I don't plan on it. <laughs> I saw it one time when I was a child, and that's I'd forgotten about thought, it until yeah, you said good. something, and I was, yeah, you know, I hadn't even just thought about that movie okay? until you said something. Yeah, not a very memorable movie. No. Uh, the comebacks. I don't care to watch that movie ever again. You ever seen it? I have not, but I've heard a lot about that. One. I remember thinking it was hilarious in sixth grade, and now that I'm thinking back about it, I'm like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just kind of raunchy, stupid comedy. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Uh, the game stands tall. I don't want to watch that movie again. Once again, I haven't heard. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. <laughs> So that one's about the the high school, isn't that right? That's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. So the high oh, school. Okay, I have seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. De La Salle. Oh, De La Salle. Is that how you say it? Spartans. Uh, yeah. De La Salle. I, I can't remember. I think I actually Wait, liked what? that one, but speak. I I don't remember if I did or not. What but was the, uh, another good football movie was um, Woodlawn. Oh yeah. Woodlawn. Oh that yeah. Was that one. was that was an amazing movie. Uh, what what was the movie with um. It was about the high school team that had like the longest win streak. That's the that, game standstall. Yeah, yeah oh, that's okay. the game standstall. It was I mean, just so was, cliche. I just, I it was. Could, I didn't like it. But it wasn't it. awful. I don't remember much about it. Like, I think I liked it, but I don't remember. Do y'all remember the movie where Did, Gary Busey fat played Bear Bryant? No. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I think it was just called Bear Bryant or Bear or something. Let me pull it up. The Bear, a 1984 film where Gary Busey played Paul Bear Bryant. <laughs> it came out in 1984. Man. How do you remember this? <laughs> That's my question. It's weirder that you remember it than yeah, we don't. You, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's, it didn't have a very long lifespan. Like it, so it came out a year after Bear Bryant's death. And they got okay. Gary Busey Which to play it. Which was 14 before your birth, so I don't know how you know anything about this. <laughs> so this was before um, Gary Busey, famously, he has, uh, he has suffered some um, mental uh, injuries yeah. um, that has uh, likely affected his, his acting as well as other things. Um, but this was before any of that, when it was kind of still... Uh, Gary Busey's trying to be kind of a serious actor, and it's just, it's just, this is not very good. I don't advise you to see it. I don't plan on watching it. <laughs> it's very, it just is so slow Have you and seen it, it lingers. It? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, we actually had somebody uh, message in that said that we, they wanted us to do some Gary Busey talk, so <laughs> that worked out good. Oh, gosh. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's it for the show. It's two thirteen. I'm be editing this till about three thirty a.m. So if I was you, okay. I would just edit, edit this. Go to bed. Edit this later in the day. The fans need it, Justin. There's no time for that. Y'all see what we put up with. Y'all see this? 
Yeah. What a slacker. What a slacker. Well, who, me? You. You, Justin. I mean, I am here, you know, recording until 2.13 in the morning. <laughs> That's true. Not at my house. <laughs> in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, so. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up then. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've had a lot of good support here recently, and we really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, be sure to find us on social media. Follow us at TGM Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can email us your suggestions for... Future topics. Did you even check the email? Yes, I did. Nobody okay. messaged us. They don't, they don't care about us. Okay. Um, yeah, so, but message us anyways, even though nobody likes us, at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow all of us there. You can follow me at Norisosaurus on Twitter, N-O-R-R-I-S-O-S-A-U-R-U-S. <laughs> Uh, you can also done it again, boys and girls. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I'm, I gotta keep it going. Let's go. Uh, you can donate to us on Patreon for exclusive content that will be coming eventually, sooner rather than later. Uh, be sure to subscribe for future comments and leave a nice review if you like this show. This actually is really helps the show grow if you do so uh it does yeah we've already got some nice reviews we do have a few nice reviews so Mm -hmm. uh that's one of the main things that people check out when they're looking at new podcasts so if you do like the show if you want to support the show please leave a nice one uh we have shirts at t public they're some of the softest shirts you ever felt in your life uh the link is in the description for that and we're doing a couple couple giveaways right now so alabama and auburn tickets and of course we do our weekly giveaways if you want to be on the Todd versus Tigers trivia, just comment on that post. It'll be up every week. And do you guys have anything to add? Thanks for listening. I want to go to bed, though. Yeah. Yes. So, Thanks for listening, and I'm um, glad Auburn has a bye week. We'll, we'll make Justin uh, stay up, and uh, we'll do what we got to do so we can get this out to you in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. Right now. Bright Adios. and early. So for all of you that wake up at 4 a.m. and think, where's my podcast? It's going to yeah, be there. Because we know it's all of you. <laughs> it better be every single one of you. All right. Well, uh, that is it. Want to say adios again? Adios. Nice. Goodbye. See you later. <laughs>